welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and this is a special mini-sode version of our podcast. I'm joined by Jimin. Hey, guys. And Nat. Hello. For this episode, we're going to kind of talk about more lighthearted topics and um, do a kind of album review of Kong Daniel's latest release. If uh, Jeevan or Nat want to take the wheel. Yeah. Uh, Nat, what's Kong Daniel's album title? So it's called Cayenne. Is it Cayenne? I thought it was cyan because you know the color. Mm, sure. Anyways, uh, it's cyan, and it actually did really well. I mean, you know, I am the number one Kong Daniel fan, obviously. And so um, he reached 260 physical album sales within a week. Uh, and cyan had the highest cumulative first week sales in 2020 by soloist and the fourth highest first week sales among all albums released in the first quarter and he also got a guy on um triple crown by topping the album download and bgm weekly charts this album has five songs wait he got he got a wait sorry he topped gown yeah okay, okay and it was the album download and bgm weekly charts so he got the triple crown as well um in terms of the album and who has written on it i only really recognize like kong daniel did co-write adulthood uh and he also had chancellor on to you but i guess um maybe people who are more knowledgeable i guess about a lot of the writers and producers in korea would probably know or be more familiar with some of these people um and so we did watch touching i believe the music video it, we, that was the one when he was in the <laughs> that was the one yeah, um, the theater, the like, movie theater. no that wasn't touching that was to you all right oh, okay we did watch oh, that wasn't the one where he was dancing like chris brown and he had wet floor signs <laughs> yeah to you is that song that's a song that he um, had a, a regular, I guess, the regular music video for. And then Touchin' uh, did have a, a music video, it looks like, or some sort of promotional video for it. Um, but To You is the 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 title track. And so um, it peaked at number one. It, had, it looks like the sales are at 266,880. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely has a fan base. He definitely has strong support. I remember when Tamara was on the podcast, she did mention that his album was good. So, um, let's forget about Kang Daniel, the meme and get into Kang Daniel, the artist. <laughs> first song. All right. So first up, we have Kang Daniel's adulthood. I don't know why I said it like that. We already know who we reacted to. <laughs> Uh, okay it's starting off kind of okay. I like the beat <laughs> okay his voice sounds pretty I didn't know him much for uh, singing So this is interesting. Yeah. Okay, falsetto. I mean, he really nails adulthood in the song, though. <laughs> you said he nailed it? Yeah, being scared all day, drinking tons of coffee, mm-hmm. being in conversations with people you don't like. Yeah. Why are you oh. <laughs> I, really wish I knew somebody was going to say something. Pick. I really. It's actually kind of cute, and it's got 
despite the content of the song, it has kind of a bright feeling to it. Yeah. It's strange because I can't see myself singing to this. Important question. Huh? How has your day been and how do you feel right now? I feel like we should always be asking people these questions. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of a positive mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. You said he wrote on this? He, yeah, he co-wrote this song. Okay, that's kind of insightful. I think this kind of... I hope he had a big portion of the writing credits because that feels, it would feel more authentic, you know? Of course. Why you tripping? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Daniel is Korean, right? Yeah. Well, he's not Korean American. Mm, and the obvious. Yeah, no. Let's see. Born in Busan. Um, yeah, he's Korean. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't say anything about him living in the States Honestly, or anything like that. Honestly, the fact that he was born in Busan is kind of attractive. But, um, okay. Well, what did you guys think about adulthood? I like the instrumental. I like the production of the song. Yeah. I um, like the message. It was a very... The message uplifting right yeah it felt like it felt like it's just kind of saying like kind of i guess giving a voice to things that people don't really talk about when it comes to you know growing up and being an adult um and becoming like a real person (laughs) not saying they're not real people but they're they're not so (laughs) (laughs) it was a decent song i mean i feel like it's definitely like the instrumental was very easy to listen to. I wasn't blown away by it, but it was pleasant enough. Yeah, I think that was me too. Like, for some weird reason, I could see myself listening to that song in a coffee shop or see a music video of the song in set in a coffee shop. I don't know why, but that's kind of what came to mind. Also, I realized earlier why I said Cayenne, because usually when I see the CY and N, I automatically think of cayenne pepper. Like my brain. <laughs> I was like, wait. Why is Matt, you're the most <laughs> random person to ever exist. <laughs> I was like, why did I say cayenne? That's a pepper. But anyways. Yes. Now, I have a theory. Yes. But you have to remind me of my theory later. Okay. I can't um, say it now. Okay. That's fine. But yeah. Uh, I, I do yeah. think that this was a, a cuter song. I think... Um, in terms of like overall, I kind of agree with Ash in the sense that like I don't think it's gonna be a song I'm gonna listen to a lot, but it's not a song I would just like turn off at the same time. I think mm-hmm. it's decent and um I it does make me wanna get more into the album. So if this is the opening track of the album, it would make me wanna listen to the next song. I would say that. Okay. So the song we did listen to, it was to you. So, oh, okay. Well, let's yeah. go to to you and see if we can remember it. Yes. Okay. Hold up. I don't remember this kind of beat, but it's kind of cute. I think because we were making jokes about the movie theater. Oh. And <laughs> the strange thing about this song is that I I feel that. His voice is a little too um, heavy for the beat. It's got a very, his voice is very rich. I don't know if that makes sense um, to you guys, but it's like he, he rounds his vowels a certain way and he leaves the air in his mouth a certain way when he sings. Um, that makes the sound come out very rich sounding. 
Okay. And this is for a more, this type of song is for like a lighter voice. Like, you know how people describe the, the difference between like Beyonce and like Whitney Houston? You know what I mean? Like people who have rich, not deep, but like fuller voices. Yeah, yeah, a full voice versus people who have more of a lighter voice. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the song so far. The beat is very summery, though. I like the yeah. summer vibes. I know, and it's it's a nice, cute, like, girl, boy song, or, you know, whatever gender, whatever gender song. <laughs> yeah. I like the chorus. I don't know if they like layered his voice. They actually have like um, other singers on it with him. In some places, and that's a good yeah. I really do love voice layering technique. Um, Me too. You guys so. ever feel like it can be distracting, though? Okay. It depends on the song. Sometimes it builds it up, but then sometimes, like, yeah, it can be a bit too distracting because you're just paying attention to that, you know? Yeah. Like, I think if, you know, the person has a good enough voice, they don't need all that extra stuff, but that's just me. I don't know you. Okay. I can't quite fit this song in a genre though, you know? It's kind of strange. Like, I don't know what genre I would classify this as. Mario like, slash Chris Brown. I think it's like a pop, <laughs> pop R&B. Mario slash Chris Brown. Actually, uh, he actually kind of sounds a little, reminds me a little bit of Mario on this track, but yeah. um, I, I wish that was a genre that we could, hmm. we should just start creating our own genres on Not Travis Nezits. Um, yeah, uh, okay, so I love the summer vibes I was getting. I do think that his voice was a little too full for the, the specific type of uh, beat, but I don't think it was bad. Like, I don't think, I think, you know, some voices can destroy a song. This didn't destroy the song. Um, it's, a it's actually a step up from the last song, which I accidentally took off. So I have to put it back on there. Um, it's a step up from that song, but it's, you know, overall, <laughs> what? Oh, it's no, a step no, no, up from adulthood. Yeah. Adulthood had a, adulthood had a message I resonated with more and that I, um, preferred, but, yes. um, to you definitely felt like the type of song I should be listening in this 90 degree weather. <laughs> it did actually like it felt like we were talking about pools it felt like a song you just sort of like chill in a pool too like in like one of those um, donut things and an above like, ground pool yeah exactly you said donut like uh, yeah floating yeah you just like floating around in that pool your dog is probably swimming around you and that song is in the background I love that I we, we, we made the distinction that it was an above ground pool <laughs> I'm sorry that's just funny okay go ahead go ahead um, but yeah, it just seems like one of those songs that you just, you know, you play and it's just like vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, that's kind of like what I felt from it. And it was a cute song. I mean, I don't think it was doing anything spectacular, but I don't think yeah. it's supposed to. So I think that's kind of like why so many people liked it as the title and why they picked it as a title track because it was kind of inoffensive. A little safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it was still catchy and, you know, it was still earworm yeah. and stuff like that. So it's cool. Okay. Ash. Um, I agree with you, Nat, that, like, it doesn't slap or anything, but it's not really supposed to. It's just kind of a bright, um, summery song that, you know, is good for some, like, light listening. It's, you know, it's not supposed to be, like, a heavy, um, dance track or, like, you know, it, it does its job. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. Well, next up, uh, we have Jealous. 
Oh, he looks really cute in this uh, picture here, picture. right? Yeah, that purple hair. Mm-hmm. Eyeshadow on point. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's unexpected. <laughs> Net, are you behind? Oh, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. He pronounced Funigi like Funwigi. That's really interesting. Never heard it pronounced that way. I kind of like the song. Yeah, it's kind of, you know what kind of vibes it's giving me, but obviously, <laughs> obviously I'm not like making the comparison in that sense, but just in terms of like the feeling that I get from it, it kind of reminds me of Too Fast. Yeah. Like it's, it's changing. Yeah, it's playing with the sounds in that same way. Yeah, it feels kind of slow, but then like fast. I don't know, the tempo is really interesting. Okay, okay. I will say I do like the beat change-ups. A lot of times that doesn't work very well in K-pop. If you hear a change-up, it's horrible. It's yeah. going into something like a horrible drop or something. But this song is actually pretty successful at the change-up and the tempo change-up as well. So It's not predictable, um, that's why I'm... Yeah. It's very interesting. It takes... um. A lot of pointers from Shiny to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I like it a lot. Oh. <laughs> and this is the lightness you, that he probably should have had in the last song. Because he was the lot, lightness? Yeah, because he was a lot fuller, right? Into yeah. Mm hmm. This feels like. Like a sunset, maybe like just after sunset, kind of not like a club song, but almost it's kind of like I said, it's in that same lane. It's too fast where it's not really a club song, but it kind of is. Exactly. I really like the bass in it too. Yeah. It really just grounds the song, regardless of what's going on. Yeah. Okay, okay. Really? <laughs> Girl, yeah. let me go ahead and pause it. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Okay, Ash, what did you think of Jealous? Are there any things that stood out to you? Is it, you know, what kind of vibes did you get? I hate the word vibes. What kind of feeling did you get from the song and, and the, the meaning and the lyrics? And what kind of mood did it put you in? Me is probably my favorite out of the song so far, just because it seems to do more with like the melody and you know, like you guys were saying, that it kind of mixes things up as far as like the beat. So it's a lot more interesting to me in that sense than the other couple songs because they are more safe. Um, so I do. Um, I do think this one is more interesting, and I do I do like it. I I agree with Jimmy where it's kind of like a like a maybe like a pre club song. Like it's not something that you like dance hardcore to, but it's kind of like you know uh, a getting ready kind of song, I guess. Yeah, the pre the pre club turn up. Yes, I get it. Um, I agree. It is actually the best song for me, too. Um, it was 
like I, it didn't really have a message either, which is fine. Not every song needs to have a message, uh, but it like lyrically, I thought it was doing something that was a bit interesting, you know, by using the word jealous and sort of like when you think of jealous, you usually think of like romantic jealousy or something. And that's not what the song was really about. It didn't seem so I thought that was interesting. And the beat changes were so like they were intentional, but they were also still very uh, hard to predict. And I like that. I like that you don't really just like necessarily assume the beat is going to drop at the same time in every song because it does, you know? I like that this song wanted to do something different and, and unique. And it was a fun song. I thought he sounded really good on it too, um, even in with the ad-libs and stuff like that. I mean, I don't think anyone truly believes Kang Daniel is like a super strong like singer, but I thought he did a good job here um, in terms of giving us vocals that were consistently good and and he did change it up from time to time so it wasn't just like very monotone um but yeah i liked it jimin yeah no i definitely agree it is my favorite out of the three so far and um i i do feel he didn't i i, I this is the thing about like the past three songs we listened to his voice has been pretty consistent in terms of like there's no significant variation in him trying different ranges. I mean, adulthood, he did a falsetto, but like there's no significant, significant difference in terms of like him going out of his range, so to speak. Um, so, but, but there, but one thing that I do notice is that there is this, um, this, this difference of the way he, sings <laughs> and i know that's, that's super vague but like like we were saying the previous song to you he had a fuller uh quality to his voice that i think needed to be a little lighter on a summary type song like that so so far the songs to me keep getting a little better each time so um only high hopes i guess for interview just the next song Interesting. He clearly has a lane he's trying to fit in to in terms of what type of artist he wants to be. This is definitely this so album so far has definitely given me adult contemporary type vibes. Yes. Because I know we're classifying some of it as R&B, but like some of it doesn't really have a defined genre to me. Aw, this song's probably for his girlfriend. Aw. Oh, I forgot he had a girlfriend. Yeah, June from um, Slice. Yeah. And we definitely know they have interviews for two because she was taking out his recycling once. That's how they got caught. <laughs> about the song what that he he's he's very explicit about the fact that he's interested in what she thinks and what she says and and just like her who she is and her point of view yeah that is and he says i'm here for you a lot like i like the song yeah i mean i do feel like there that's something that you don't really see a lot so it's yeah. interesting to see His, I, I will say that um, he's definitely got the formula down in terms of like the way each of the songs are structured besides Jealous. So far, all of the songs have a certain structure that they follow, like 
that is very common. I mean, it's like the common pop song structure. Um, but I say that because um, I guess, you know, the last review we did was... BTS? BTS? Uh, well, I don't... <laughs> I, well, like with BTS and Super M, I think, you know, with the type of songs they had, the the structures of the songs were maybe a little less predictable, but yeah. um, I don't want to make that type of comparison either because Kong Daniel also like owns his own company and like is doing all these things like by itself, et cetera, et cetera, you know? So I don't want to make the comparison between one, a one man team. And then like, you know, two groups right. who have entire teams of producers. Exactly. And, you know entire floors of producers <laughs> yeah literally and have writers boot camps you know yeah. like to write songs so um i'm gonna assume that was in the song and then this is just like the outro for the youtube channel um okay so. so um i will say you know for my own opinion um interview was not as remarkable to me but i think it's because when you come off of jealous it is it's it, jealous like i said was the the one song out of the first four that was very different in structure. So when you come off of that and you come into interview, it makes you question that, you know, how the album uh, is organized and how it could have been organized maybe a little bit differently to be a little bit more effective in what it's trying to get across. But I, in terms of interview as a song by itself, it's very much a standard um, contemporary song. And I think it's an interesting direction for him to go. Um, it's the song that kind of solidifies the this particular mini as being in firmly in that adult contemporary genre because the other songs, um, while I feel that each of them have something about them that like definitely you know separate distances distances them from sort of the Disney version of K-pop, I do think that they still kind of like can very easily be categorized with the rest of the sort of K-pop that's geared towards children, except for maybe adulthood just because of its message. But um, with Interview, it's a combination of the sound that he went for with that kind of almost, like I said, it's that adult contemporary kind of like makes you think back to um, like, late stage neo soul it doesn't sound like neo soul but it kind of makes you think back to that time where like you know alicia keys was popping i mean i'm saying she's not anymore <laughs> but you know what i mean like her her peak um it, it makes me think back to that time a lot like the vibe of the song and then the content of the song as nat was mentioning um it is very grown it is very much like you know i view my significant other as or this person that i'm interested in as um, an equal instead of like you know somebody to just to be pursued like just like this object right so that was really interesting um and i think it's an interesting direction for Daniel to go in as a soloist what do you guys think yeah i just i do agree like i should really like it i mean i do like adult contemporary so you know it, maybe this kind of song is like geared towards me, but I feel like this song and I think with adulthood, especially they felt like songs that I would hear in a coffee shop. <laughs> those like, those are like the two songs. Oh, definitely. This song is definitely a coffee yeah. shop song. And I even could see like the music video being shot in a coffee shop on top of that, you know, like it just, that's what it screams to me. And I mean, I love Korean coffee shop. If you go to Korea, definitely hit up the coffee shops. Cause that was like, I went to a ton of them because they were like just so interesting and you can spend hours there just on your phone. <laughs> fresh fresh food and snacks and and like tea and coffee. It was great. How did you feel about interview, Ash? It was okay. It didn't blow me away. Um Nat is acting like we've been recording for two hours. We literally have less than 40 minutes of content. Continue, Ash. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an alright song. Like I didn't really see anything special about it. It fit in with kind of the whole concept of the rest of the album, uh, but it didn't really stand out to me in like the music or the lyrics. It's just kind of there. Okay. Cool. Well, since we only have one song left, but uh, 
Nat is doing the most. Uh, next up is Touching. I hope this is the meme song. <laughs> I've been waiting to hear that one, so. Okay, so far, I really like this big, like, intro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I feel like he needs to lighten up his voice again, though. Like, he's doing that thing again. This is not the meme song. I'm sad. No, I think that was like something he did special, I think. Something he what? I think that was like a special performance that he did or something like that for like, uh, um, like a concert or something, maybe. Oh, okay. This is definitely going to be played at somebody's EDM festival. <laughs> Virtual EDM festival. What are all of the like college age white people gonna do without Coachella and Burning Man and like? I mean, they played it. They didn't cancel it yet. So, (laughs) well, Coachella should have been in April. So Coachella definitely was canceled. No, no, they delayed it. They um, rescheduled. Oh, they rescheduled. Okay. I kind of like that he's singing like in a lower tone to be honest um i'm kind of tired of like male and female k-pop artists singing out of key like in a too high key facts but i think his voice is too full i don't think it's too low i think it's too full on this song. Uh, okay it kind of reminds me of um a certain person with anyway well you do know g hill daniel so I believe he actually changed his like name legally to Daniel. So. Yeah, he, I think he did too. Which is so strange because Daniel's not like a trendy name. I don't. I know maybe two Daniels. <laughs> this I will say is the. Never mind. We, we're going to do the ranking at the end. So let me shut up. Yeah. And then maybe talk about too, like how we would position the songs because I think it'd be kind of interesting to see. How we would position the songs on this album. It's hot. It's so hot. I have my fan on it and I'm like still so hot. Okay. All right. Um, I just kind of want to start off by saying that I did actually like this song. Um, I Again, I don't know if this is a playlist song for me, just because like my playlist standards are a lot different from me just saying the song is a good song, right? Um, I actually probably have to see myself wanting to sing it and have multiple occasions to listen to it. Um, but that's not to knock the song. The song's a good song. Um, I think that it's a very strong song and it would have been a really good title track, actually. Um, and I'm actually is this the title track or not? No, no um to use the title Yeah, track. I thought so. Okay, so yeah. I think he I, did something special like music video wise for touch you for touching, sorry. And I think that's why I kind of wasn't sure at first because I I'm pretty sure I'd seen something from him like a music video or some sorts for that song um maybe it was like a special lyric video or something i don't know well touching is has title track potential um oh, absolutely it is a very decent song everything from the the groove of it the bass line i really like um it, it's very again this whole album is summary but this is probably like it, i feel like you could almost organize this album in terms of like time of day <laughs> this sounds really strange but like there's some songs that are like early morning songs on this album and there's some songs that are like late lunch and then you've got a sunset song and then i feel like this is like that nighttime uh bonfire at the beach huge edm festival multiple people on drugs kind of song 
Oh, he did have a music video for the song. Cool. It's actually like a cool music video. It looks like kind of like a movie in a sense. And he has like dancers and stuff. We should have watched that. But um, yeah, that's also something that exists. But yeah, sorry, continue. That's all I had to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Ash, <laughs> what do you have to say? Um, I liked it. It was a nice kind of closer to the album. Um, it was nice and bright, and um, again, again, it wasn't like a club banger, but it was kind of like a tree you know, going out type of song. And I liked it. Um, I, I definitely felt like it, it had a lot of um, good qualities for, like, re-listening and things like that. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Both of you. Um, like Jimin said, like, each song kind of marks a different time of day <laughs> for sure like i would assume adult is what gets you out of bed you have to go to work and then you meet somebody that you're into so that when to you plays and then you have like um touching is going to be like the last song for sure um and then jealous is the pre-club song and then i feel like i'm missing something hold on what am i missing here um interview interview okay so you meet the girl and that's to you and then interview is when you're getting to know each other because you guys are like you're talking you're vibing whatever she's like hey you want to go to a club he's like sure and then before you go to the club you listen to jealous because you and your boys are like getting ready and i'm imagining this is king daniel okay so this is king daniel like you know i was getting say that you yeah. getting ready with your boys <laughs> Uh, so Khan Daniel is getting ready with his boys Jealous is playing you know they're hyping up because they're going to the club they go to the club have a good time he meets up with the girl they have a good time they're like let's go back to yours Touching is what plays while they're at the house you know what I like to imagine that Touching is what plays while they're in the car driving to mm. the condo right mm-hmm. they're in that beautiful sleek black it can't Not be a ready? Tesla because Tesla is a beautiful car but it's like for professional type people it's like a sleep. What's like a fuckboy car? Um, I don't know. I don't really know any. Um, <laughs> uh, a Honda. BMW? A Honda. Girl, what? <laughs> a Honda is a very practical vehicle. That is not for okay. cops, okay? Car activities almost always happen in like foreign sports cars. So, um, Maybe let's call it a, a BMW, right? Okay. Sleek black BMW going a little too fast. They he's singing touching, hand on the thigh, the the freaking the lights are blazing past as he's driving, speeding down the highway to get to the condo. Um, I don't know why the <laughs> I don't know why the club is like an hour away from his condo. <laughs> he went to a club that was an hour away from his condo. <laughs> But no, I, I totally see it. Like, yeah, things are getting actually, risky in the front seat, and you know he almost swerves off the road because you know things are getting risky. hot, hot and too hot to handle. Hot. Um, but I, you know, I really like Touch It. I thought like it was a fantastic song. Um, now I'm really interested to see like how I would have positioned the songs because like I actually feel like based on like my little story there that they're actually positioned quite well. Except for interview, interview should have been higher. But yeah, in interview jealous, should yeah. not have been in between. I don't think, yeah, interview definitely is maybe what between adulthood and to you or, or to between you and, and jealous and jealous. Yeah, yeah. that's the only one that I would change the position to higher. Yeah, but like based on that little scenario that we just came up with here, like yeah, I definitely feel like the touching is a really good sort of way to end the album the baseline was fantastic um i like that the chorus was like in english 
like I don't know I feel like in Korean songs sometimes when they put the English on especially with really risque lyrics like it kind of like draws more attention to the risky nature of the lyrics and I think that worked really well here and I don't know I just really liked how he sang it I like the part two and I just like really liked everything that was going on it was like so catchy and it kind of something that you could kind of like groove to I think that was like feeling it's not a it's not a club it's not a hype up song but it's still like a really cool chill song you know um but I liked it I really I actually really enjoyed <laughs> mini album so. yeah it was a pretty decent mini um I think you know in terms of segueing into overall thoughts like yeah. pretty decent mini I don't think there were any misses at the same time I no. I don't I don't know that there were any like just like undeniable hits even though touching is a pretty good song um and jealousy is also really close um you know to being just a up there um but there were no misses which is like the most important thing with a k-pop well (laughs) (laughs) what'd you say with any artist you yeah with any artist you don't want any misses at the same time you don't want a forgettable album no because you could have a song that's like so bad is good but like that doesn't happen that's very rare um Whereas this song, this album, I think it's like, there's no misses. Um, and I don't think it's a forgettable album altogether. I don't think that at all. I think that it definitely has like one song that is strong enough to be, um, to compete with some of the better title tracks this year. I'll say that. For absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think that touching is probably one of the best B-sides I've heard this year. Yeah, it could um, definitely compete. Yeah, just in general. And I mean, in terms of like how I would have positioned the songs, like what you were saying, like I would put interview probably in between to you and jealous just because it fits my scenario better. But it could also work between adulthood and to you. Like it doesn't really matter. I just think that jealous going into touching is just the fantastic, like the best way that you could possibly end this album oh yeah for um, sure. putting like the, like the more chill you know like you start off with a song that makes you think you have two cutesy you know like songs um about romance and whatever and then you just have like the bang like that that those well, bass, then, those bass heavy songs at the end well then there's also like the parallel too right there's yeah. like the parallel of like it's like the, the duality of adulthood on the one hand it's it's troublesome there's a lot of responsibility a lot of work there's like that real reality of it and then on the other hand there's like this side of adulthood that is it gives you this freedom to explore uh relationships and in a way that like touching is obviously come on now it's like clearly a sensually motivated song and that's the other side of adulthood of of um being or you know for a lot of people who are you know heterosexual or whatever basically not asexual i should say um is you know there's this and even if you are asexual there's just this freedom associated with adulthood that i think lots of times sex is used as a metaphor for freedom yeah absolutely like an exploration of that freedom that you have now that you are able to do so right um and i think adulthood like it does have this duality and I think that jealous also has this duality in a lot of ways too because as I said like jealous whenever you hear about jealous in like a song title or whatever you automatically think it's like a romance um, right. situation but it wasn't like that was like kind of the cool part so I was actually like reading the lyrics and trying to decipher it on what I he was trying to say and it was kind of like a jealous of life more so or jealous of like the way I'm living kind of Thing. that's how it kind of got to it i mean i have to look at the lyrics again obviously but um it's kind of like the vibe that it got from the song like it wasn't like he was jealous of you know like somebody he was you know um wanting to be with or anything like that it wasn't sort of like the typical thing that you would expect right kind of like that so i think that was actually really interesting and it did have like a really interesting duality as well too um that i think adult also had actually when they think about it so um there's like a lot of like really interesting lyrics and just lyrical um sort of um just the way that it was presented i think um it was very interesting and i actually really liked it um it it wasn't I, I mean, I honestly didn't know what to think about <laughs> a Kang Kang album. I honestly just did not know what to think about it. But um, not knowing what to think, uh, um, 
was a good thing because it, it sort of like opened you up to anything. And it was just sort of like, like, you know, certain artists, like you kind of have an idea of what they're going to drop and you kind of expect it and you kind of brace yourself in that way for it. With Kang Daniel, like I didn't have an idea of what to expect. So I think that really allowed me to open up to what he was offering. And, and yeah. sort of like his, his, his idea of like artistry and just like the type of music he wanted to bring. Like, I mean, I love me some adult contemporary. That's usually this like, as an R&B um, and like pop once in a while, whatever. I really do like, adult contemporary so that is kind of like my wheelhouse and i really love bass heavy songs so yeah (laughs) it kind of worked really well for me um ash what do you think about the album overall thoughts um i think the album is fine um i don't feel like there's enough like really true truly standout offerings on it like everything is just kind of middling to okay for me but um I think overall it's a decent listen like it's a nice you know pleasant you know run through a few songs but there's it's not it doesn't really have a you know, there's nothing about it that kind of makes you think, oh, I'm going to go back and listen to this two, three, four times. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely see what you mean. Um, there's not really anything like I think Jimmy mentioned, too, like there's nothing really like undeniably like there's no love scenario in here or anything like that, you know, um, but there's nothing that is a miss. I don't think really it's just, you know. Like uh, like adult contemporary, <laughs> it sort of just is, you know. <laughs> I feel like that jaw, that whole entire genre is like the fray, you know. Like yeah, you like no, it, exactly. <laughs> it's literally the fray, and you know, and and cerebrillas and stuff like that. Like exactly. adult contemporary to me is basically coffee shop music. It's music that, or it's like, like I hate to say it, but it's like. Don't shop here, people. But I, I think it's like H and M music. Like it's music that you hear inside the mall, inside a coffee shop, inside you know different types of stores that you won't turn off, or you know, you, it's not necessarily that you don't want to hear it or anything like that. It's just like you wouldn't necessarily like. It's Re- not on your regular rotation or anything. So, exactly. how um, did you think um, as well too about the positioning of the songs, Ash? Like, if you had the power to like these songs on an album would you have done it the same way or would you have switched it around uh i think their positions all right um i can't really say that i would change them just because i don't feel like i don't feel like there's a another way of um organizing the songs that would change anything that much i guess Mm, Uh, okay yeah okay well i mean you know with those things in mind i think this is kind of a good juncture to go ahead and give our final ranking of the songs on the album um and then maybe give the album like a rating out of five stars or something like that um and we could just kind of start from the right and go left Okay, um, so with the songs, are we ranking them out of five too then? Well, I was just thinking like rank the songs in terms of like what's the best the to, the best to worst least. and okay. then give the, the album an overall rating. Okay, so for me, it would be Touching, then Jealous, then I would say Interview, then Adulthood, and then To You. And in terms of like overall, I would actually give it like a three out of five. I did like songs on it and I did like, there's nothing that I hated or nothing that I would like never listen to again. Um, but in terms of like, am I like running to throw some, some songs on my Apple Music at this time? Maybe just touch in. I think I would put that there just because I really, I did actually really like that song. Um, but there's like no real standout, like, oh my God, I need to listen to the song as soon as this podcast is over kind of feeling. Um, it was just sort of like really 
cool and chill and um, sort of like even, 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 yeah, we're just even. Um, so uh, yeah, I think a three out of five would be my ranking for it overall. Okay. Jimin? Yeah. Yeah. So my ranking will be, this is kind of tough for me, um, but um, I'll start from lowest to highest ranking for me. Uh, so on my lowest, I'd probably have to put to you or adulthood. I almost want to like, hold on, let me just play this one more time. Okay, I do remember that I wasn't the biggest fan of. Yeah, okay, so, okay, now that I go back and kind of listen a little bit. Okay, yeah, now that I listen a little bit, I think I'm going to put adulthood based on sound alone as kind of like my, you know, number five on the list. Um, And then I'll do interview as my number four and to you is my number three jealous is my number two and touching is my number one touching i believe is the best song on the album um it definitely can compete with some of the songs that came out this year even you know even title tracks that came out this year um but that's more of a testament to like sort of this being a a bit of a weaker year for title tracks um not to say touching is just not a good song that's not what i'm saying it's just that it's a b-side um, and it can still beat out title songs, um, title tracks. Uh, in terms of my overall rating, I'd probably give the album probably like a 3.2 out of 5. I know that's kind of really finicky, but I say that because I think that I think that where it may have lacked in being unique in um, listening experience, like sonically unique and um also just like compelling instruments, uh, instrumentation and compelling vocals. Um, it made up for with, you know, approaching the different subject matters in a very sort of realistic kind of way. Um, and, and also like not taking itself too seriously, but still kind of having some uh, messages here and there within the lyrics. So I do think that it succeeds on in some areas much more than other albums have and it's definitely a pretty solid solo effort and i don't know if this is is this his solo debut or is this like no he had color color came out i think last year or the year before something like that so this is his second album okay this is a really um solid attempt for a really solid second album i i should say um so yeah um that's kind of like where i stand with uh cyan ash what about you uh, as far as the songs are concerned, I would probably rank them uh, mm, Poly Interview at number five, To You at number four, Adulthood at three, uh, Touching at two, and Jealous at one. And I would probably give the album overall also a three out of five, mainly because I think it's a it's a decent effort. Um, there's nothing that makes it stand out in my opinion, but it's also like it's listenable from beginning to end. It has a um, cohesive concept and it and the songs are not bad I mean like I said I don't think they're you know the best of the year but I do think that you know they're decent enough and there was enough effort put into it where um, you know you can say okay you know I feel like that this, you know, if Kong Daniel continues going in this direction and just, you know, puts a little more effort into his next offering, then, um, you know, he can really, you know, start really dominating things. So, yeah. Okay. 
That yeah. was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure. About yeah, it. no, I agree. Okay. I think that um, it's interesting to, you know, just deviate from what we, you know, some of the bigger groups that we talk about a lot and just kind of do sort of a more local um artist uh so it's pretty interesting but with that being said i think that about wraps up our review of kong daniels cyan it's been really fun going through the songs and listening to them and being able to you know um kind of see the story that he's telling uh through the music and and paint a picture and it, it was also fun just also all the sidebars we had about you know donuts for some reason <laughs> yes uh, so um yeah just you know want to go ahead and thank you all for listening um let us know what your thoughts were on cyan and how you rank the songs and what kind of rating you give the album overall um don't forget to follow us on social media follow us on twitter at where can they find us on twitter guys you can find us at nyan edisons at uh, on on twitter um and it's always a good time <laughs> you can find us at gmail at not your at gmail.com uh, you can find us at SoundCloud at Not Your Average Netizens. And you can find us on Instagram at, I believe it's not, is it Nyan Netizens as well? I, no, it's not I'm your Netizens. netizens. You okay, can not your average netizens. find okay. us anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can yes. find us. So um, yeah, you can also find us on Patreon. We'll put a link to our Patreon and the description uh, of this episode. Um, and yeah just thank you so much for all of your support and um well let us know what album you'd like to hear us review next i suppose uh, yeah this is always really fun and we don't do it enough yeah and we never know what to what albums you know are you know there's so many albums out there we just you know want to do something new and different and we always want to you know kind of explore other artists that maybe don't you know get so much uh get too much a lot of love um on the larger larger scale of things so yeah i think too um we might be putting up some polls i guess to see if you guys have any ideas of what we should do next we can put yeah. up some options i know we're gonna still do an m black episode because I already have a special guest lined up for that. So that should be fun. And uh, NCT, we always say we're going to do an NCT video. This um, should have been NCT, but their <laughs> their album was a full-length al- album. So they I only have long. them. Yeah, I feel. But next time we can do them as a full-length. We'll just oh, yeah. not talk too much and actually start on time. <laughs> actually, we'll just have Nat just get her lips uh, stitched together. Yes. And we will, so we'll do NCT at some point soon, um, yes. as well as our Attack on Titan, even though I don't know if Attack on Titan is going to be on here or Soju Chronicles. So just we be, can cross post it. Yeah, we can, we can do like two episodes. Like, you know how YouTubers do like an episode on their channel and then they do, like we can do that. So, yes. Stay tuned. would have a ball with Nikki. So it'll be a good time. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, so you can like to, to round it out. We also have our website. We'll have the link there. Uh, you can find uh, me also at Soju Chronicles, which is more anime drama based. Um, but yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Good night, Bye, guys. Have a great Bye. morning. Have a great day whenever you listen to this. K pop social night presents hashtag KPSN podcast fest. Join our show on Saturday, July 18th for live interviews, recordings, and games with listeners like you. Learn more and grab a ticket. They're only $5 at macgproductions.eventbrite.com. Now, we're going to be there um, at 11.10 for Meet the Host, and we're also going to be there for our live show at 1 p.m., and it's going to run for about an hour, and it's going to be me, Nat, and Ash. And the theme of our show is hashtag positive vibes, followed by these are a few of our favorite things in K-pop. And we're just going to be there to reminisce about all the things that we love about K-pop and our journey through it throughout the years.
Uh, so hopefully you guys are going to be there for the Meet the Host at 11.10 and also for the live show at 1 p.m. And this is in CST time. So that's central time. Uh, please do check. <laughs> uh, and it's an all-day event. So hopefully you're not just there for us, but you're going to be there also for all of the wonderful other podcasting creatives uh, who are going to be there from about 10 a.m. And I think the last show is at about 8 p.m. And it's just going to be a whole day of fun laughs and jokes. And once again, it's at macgproductions.eventbrite.com. I'm going to have the information on our Twitter so you guys can um, go there if you want to click on a link just to sort of take you to the the Eventbrite page and you can um, order your ticket from there. And yeah, hope to see you guys there on Saturday. Uh, hopefully you guys are also going to be there to have a good time and to reminisce about K-pop and the things that we love about it. So see you guys then.